0: All right, and we are live. Welcome to Show Me the Money Club with Sergio, myself. We have special guests today, and this is on the Rideshare Guy. This is the YouTube version. Audio podcast is available on all podcasting platforms. Uh, Today, we are going to be talking about deactivations and accidents and injuries. So we have two lawyers here today. We have Larry Smith, who is from Smith Marco, uh, dealing with false background Uh, deactivations, issues with background checks, things like that. And also we have uh, Bryant Greening from Legal Rideshare, who is here talking about accidents and, you know, some of the practices and best practices you should do in the event of accidents, injuries, all of that stuff. So first off, we're going to get right into it. But if you need either one of their services, check the links in the description below. All their information, contact information is going to be there. Just tell them that rsg sent you or you saw them uh on show me the money club let them know where you came from uh and also last thing make sure you smash that like button all right so sergio thanks uh again for coming on and also uh larry and brian thank you for coming on and sharing uh with what's going on because unfortunately you know accidents are a major part because you're always on the road Also, you know, false background checks are preventing drivers from continuing to drive or getting on the platform itself. So uh, thank you guys for both coming on and uh, uh, we'd love to hear what you guys have to say today. Uh, Thank
1: you guys. Thank you for coming on, Brian and Larry. Um, You know, we're we're talking today about two really, really important subjects for the driver community. Um, You know, the activations due to false background checks obviously is a major issue. And, you know, if I may, say before brian says it you know if you're a full-time driver driving 40 50 60 hours and driving 12 1500 2000 miles a week sometimes it's not a matter of if it's when you're going to get into a fender from a fender bender to a really serious accident um you know we, we discuss on the show a lot of numbers but you know last quarter uber did 1.87 billion trips uh, i am pretty sure <laughs> there were some horrific accidents Uh, either driver's fault, Uber driver's fault, or the other party's fault. And what better way than to get in touch with Brian, you know, after the show, if you're involved in something like this, to find out what your rights are, because um, uh, either due to fear of, of, you know, (laughs) of getting deactivated or whatnot, um, you know, a lot of drivers shy away from, you know, looking for legal recourse. And you guys shouldn't, you really shouldn't. And the same thing goes for, Background Check Deactivations, which is run by Checker, which has a checkered uh, <laughs> uh, the reputation in the community, actually, to be honest with you. So with all that said, I'm going to shut up and I'm going to pass it to Brian to introduce himself, what he does, and uh, we'll get into the show. Brian, yes. welcome.
2: I, I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. Um, my name is Brian Greening. I am an attorney and co-founder at Legal Rideshare. Um, We are accident and injury attorneys. Um, We've been in this space for about seven years now. So we've been growing with Uber and Lyft as, you know, I can remember when when we opened our doors, Lyft still had the pink mustaches on the front of the cars. Um, So so we're part of the community. Um, My firm focuses entirely on representing drivers um, who have been involved in accidents and who have been injured on the job. it's, you know, you might ask, why is it an accident and injury attorney on the show me the money club? Well, because that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to put money back in your pocket when you inevitably lose it as a result of a crash. Um, drivers are entitled to collect things like lost wages, the cost of medical bills, pain and suffering um, when they've been involved in a crash. And what we've realized over the years is that many drivers are hesitant to take what's available to them in terms of insurance money, in terms of personal injury protection, uh, depending on the state that you live in, and padding their pockets when really they're in their most vulnerable position. Um, So the reason why I wanted to come on here and the reason why why Sergio and I were talking about this before um, he he gave me the invite was we want to arm drivers with the resources to protect themselves from the the very beginning, uh, even before an accident occurs, um, and then when the inevitable happens, arm them with the information that they need to present the best case possible to the police officer who writes, to the, who writes the report, to the insurance adjuster who's taking the initial intake. Um, and then ultimately, when you're fighting your claim against the insurance company or if you end up in court litigating, um, making sure that you've crossed all your T's, dotted all your I's, and that you're going to maximize the money that goes back to you after you've lost it in this unfortunate event. So, Brian,
1: I have a, you know, I do, we do talk a lot about the four phases of the insurance policy that drivers have. Unfortunately, a lot of drivers have really no clue what's being provided at what step of the trip, right? Mm -hmm. Could you quickly explain to our audience period zero, period one, period two, period three. I'm sure you know a lot about it. And what each period is, and what it covers, and with the policy that Uber, you know, is providing us with an increased deductible now up to twenty five hundred dollars, which even if you get the small fender bender, you know, drivers don't have twenty five hundred laying around, right? So to me, you know, that's one of the important things. So coming from you, I think it'll legitimize of what I've been saying or trying to explain to drivers over the years that know your rights and know what period you're in, where it begins, where it stops. And please, um, you know, elaborate a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, I'd be happy to. And I think I should start by saying that the insurance coverage really varies state by state. So what I'm about to say is more general. Um, and you're going to want to talk to an attorney if you get in an accident in your state or about your state to know how you're covered. Um, but to specifically address your point. There are the four stages of of being a rideshare driver. Period zero, when you're not acting as a rideshare driver, you're running your personal errands, you're going to the grocery store. Um, In that situation, your personal insurance is going to be what covers you in the event of an accident. You know, somebody hits you, you're going to go through that other driver's insurance or your own personal policy. Um, Period one is when you've got the app on and you're waiting for that ping. You're waiting to connect with a passenger um, cruising around. Drivers are extremely vulnerable in period one. Um, There's a lot of states that don't really offer any protection. The the rideshare companies are able to opt out of coverage for property damage for uninsured, underinsured motorists. Meaning if you get hit by somebody who's uh, uninsured, your damages might not be covered by the rideshare policy and your own personal policy may decline your claim because you're driving on the app. So you're technically on the clock. Um, Period two is when you've connected with a passenger and you're on the way to pick up that passenger. Uh, In period three is when you've got the passenger in the car. Uh, Generally speaking, drivers have protection from the insurance companies that that cover the rideshare companies during periods two and periods three, but there are all sorts of gaps um there are states that don't require again uninsured motorist coverage so i've got a client that i'm working with right now who was involved in a hit and run crash with a passenger in his car he has no way of identifying who that uh, you know the at-fault driver is his personal insurance denies the claim um meaning he's got medical bills uh things that, that he needs to pay back and the rideshare company's insurance is denying the claim too because there's just they didn't take out the the proper insurance to cover that driver so the the legal term for that would be the driver is sol you know uh out of luck um so what we're seeing is drivers failing to appreciate their vulnerabilities and finding out the hard way that they're not protected so there are certain things that you can do to protect yourself during all these periods which starts with your own personal coverage. Because I can tell you Uber, Lyft, and all the others are not going to change the way they're operating unless they're mandated by law. So you've got to take some personal responsibility for covering up those gaps. Um, I recommend talking to various insurance companies, being honest from the start that you're engaged in rideshare or delivery work. So many drivers don't want to share that information because they're scared that their premiums will go up Let me tell you, an extra thirty dollars a month is well worth it when you're protecting yourself and your business. We are all entrepreneurs here, and we need to make sure that we're protecting our assets. Your assets include your car and your body, because if either of those fail you, guess who's not paying the bills this month? Um, Yeah, I agree. I mean, I agree with you. You know,
1: thank you for the explanation. Really, it was it was thorough. Um, Now, um, for for all the chat, uh, live chat, you know, questions are flying. I'm going to refrain to just transfer your questions to uh, Brian or Larry, just for the fact that they have limited amount of time. Obviously they have their own businesses to run. So what I would actually uh, ask all of you is please, you know, uh, send, send their law offices or send Brian or Larry an email, introduce yourselves and ask your questions because, you know, for, for an hour, hour and a half episode, you know, we can't really do all the Q and A. But it's not that I'm shining you guys off, seriously. It's just a matter of timing and how much time these gentlemen have, you know, provided for this, for this episode. Um, So, uh, Brian, I was in a hit and run, just like you said, you're dealing with a passenger. I mean, you're dealing with a, with with a driver at the moment. And it was by the time I could get out of the car, the, the, the guy took off. It was on the freeway. He hit me and I had a passenger in the car. It was period three. And luckily, my car was drivable, but then uh, I had to obviously, um, you know, report it to Lyft and uh, drop passenger off. And within two minutes of reporting, Lyft suspended me. Now, it's not a deactivation. They suspended me for the fact that they want proof that my car is drivable for me to for them to put me back on the platform again. Um, So it literally took me four months back and forth with the insurance companies with the deductible to get back on the road with Lyft. But at the same time, I was able to drive with Uber, right? Which is kind of ironic that they don't talk to each other and say, don't let sergi on the platform. He's got a banged up car. The car was not in that bad of a shape. So what I'm trying to say to you is that, what would you suggest to drivers who have damages, but that they are under the deductible of the 2,500 and, you know, no tell, no show kind of an attitude and they'll drive because look, I'm a passenger on both platforms. I get picked up some by some banged up cars, man and i'm like this car should not even be on the platform but then it is what it is so why would you suggest that how do you deal with that deductible um you know
2: that is quite high actually 2500 bucks it's extremely high and unfortunately there's not really a way to avoid the deductible if you're forced to go through the uh, rideshare company's insurance policy that it just is what it is but the way that you protect yourself is by taking out a policy with a smaller deductible on your personal insurance that that will then um, pr- basically fill that gap um, there are many policies that you can that you can purchase where you can say I never want to pay more than say a $500 deductible now again you pay for that in your premium but you're capping your deductible by protecting yourself from the beginning telling your personal insurance policy that you want this coverage that as a rideshare driver you understand that there's this high 25 $100 deductible, and you want to limit your losses. Um, so it starts with being proactive. Um, the second thing that I would recommend is you always want to try to mitigate your losses. Drivers are sometimes hesitant to go out and rent a vehicle because if they're used to having their own car, well, you know, it can be expensive to rent a vehicle, it can cost you $300 a week or more but it's better to be on the road making money and earning say $300 less a week because you're paying the rental as opposed to losing your whole $2,000 that you typically make. Um, so it's going to be a process. You might have to save up some money to fix the vehicle, but mitigating losses is, is something that I always recommend.
1: Okay, awesome. So uh, Chris just put up your driver checklist in case of an accident, right? Um, could you please go through these and and you know explain what it is that they should be doing in case of a you know from a small accident to a a bigger one
2: yeah you know the the most important thing i think is to treat every accident the same um because every accident has the ability to affect your livelihood um whether you're injured or not injured you you need to get the police out to the scene drivers again are often hesitant to do that because they don't want to slow down their night Uh, they think if this is a fender bender we'll just be on our way and i'll keep working well, the police are extremely important because they're documenting the evidence. They're they're collecting um, information from both the parties. Uh, they might be able to get your passenger to give their name and contact information when the passenger may be unwilling to give that to you. Um, they're taking uh, measurements at the scene. They're taking, you know, sometimes they're documenting property damage. These are all factors that are going to go into the insurance claim, which is where the money is we we want the evidence so that we can show the insurance company and perhaps a jury if it gets to that point what happened um if the accident is your fault we we do recommend obviously being polite but you don't want to make a a decision as to who fault whose fault the accident is you don't need to apologize you don't need to say my bad um, just you know Provide the information that that the parties are requesting, whether it's the police officer asking for your insurance, the other party asking to see your driver's license, exchange all that. But let the police officers, let the lawyers, let the insurance companies be the one to decide fault. You don't need to decide it right there. Um, In the same vein, unless you're in an unsafe position on the road, you really don't need, you shouldn't move the vehicles from their resting spots after the crash. The reason I say that is because that's going to give the investigators, a lot of information about how this crash occurred. You know, say there's, uh, two vehicles that hit, it looks like one is coming into the other person's lane. Well, the angles of the vehicles are going to help demonstrate the facts of the crash. If you move the vehicles and you both curb them, the other person can say, no, he pulled into me. And you're saying, no, he pulled into me. And then it's a, he said, she said, situation. That's going to be really difficult to prove. Um, Insurance information is obviously important. That's the basis of the claim. Uh, I recommend taking pictures, again, as evidence so that we can show property damage, markings on the roads, the positions of the vehicles. Um, This is all extremely important. And in addition to to pictures, which is not on this list, we've got to have dash cam footage. If you don't have a dash camera, you are shooting yourself in the foot when it comes to property damage claims, injury claims. Uh, what Larry's going to talk about later in terms of maybe false accusations or deactivations. this is all invaluable evidence. It's a cost of doing business. Um, spend the hundred bucks and put something like that in your car. Um, in the same regard, uh, we we need to talk about injuries. If people are hurt, um, make sure that you call an ambulance, um, you know, get the medical treatment that you need. You want to start documenting the, facts of your injury the pains you're feeling um, how they're progressing when they started all that goes into the medical records and is then evidence in your injury claim so the sooner you can get in to see a doctor the easier it's going to be for me to to claim and prove that the accident caused your injury because we see accident happen we see medical treatment happen and, and it all starts from there um The last thing I'll just say on this is many drivers are afraid to go get treatment because they're scared of the medical bills. They're they're trying to be heroes and saying, you know what, I'll just shake it off and I'll be fine. That's the absolute worst thing that you can do. You don't need to necessarily go to the emergency room where you're gonna get $1,000 of bills, but you should at very least see a primary care doctor or go to an urgent care. So we're starting the process. If you feel better a day later and you don't need any more care, well, then okay, you've got that hundred dollar bill that you've got to figure out how to pay, but you've protected yourself. If God forbid things get worse, well, then we have closed that gap in treatment. There is no gap in treatment. I can then take your medical records and say, look when all this started. It started right after the crash and, and look where we are now, uh, you know, six months a year, however long you've got to be treating thereafter.
1: Right. Great info. Um, so, you know, I know you don't have too much time, but what I would like to for you to touch upon is that you know you mentioned the dash cam right i mean uh, unfortunately a majority of drivers do not have a dash cam and uh, i think i think as you said it's an amazing amazing investment i mean it'll pay for itself uh like larry's going to talk about you know the activations as such but you know and in the case of an accident i mean what better way um the 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 thing that i want you to also explain is that um i know i think you're in chicago correct you're based in chicago okay so how could people reach you and then do you provide services outside the state of Illinois or do you have other, you know, connections that if I'm in California and get in a crash, will you be able to take care of me? How the process works. So give us a little bit of how they can get in touch with you once they get in touch with you. If you accept the case, is it a free consultation? How does it work?
2: Yes. Yeah, so the best way to reach us is through our website at LegalRideShare.com. Um, you can also email us at help, H-E-L-P at LegalRideShare.com. Um, Consultations are always free. It costs nothing to talk to me. If you reach out to Legal Rideshare, you're gonna get me on the phone. So um, I I wanna stress that whether it's a fender bender, whether it's a catastrophic injury or anything in between, you want to talk to a lawyer so that you're you're protecting yourself and you're you're knowing which path to go down. Um, There are times in which I honestly believe that a person can handle the claim themselves. Know, if you have minimal treatment, if we're talking about a simple property damage claim, I will tell you what to do. And then I will tell you, go on your way and do it. You don't need to pay me. Um, if I don't think I can add value to your case, then that's going to be you know, the consultation that we'll have. If I believe that I can add value to your case and that our legal services are going to be beneficial, um, then if you're, if you're in Chicago, I can definitely help. Um, if you're out of Chicago, I can certainly point you in the right direction. And we have contacts that we trust nationwide. I've got a rideshare lawyer ready to go in all 50 states. So if you're in Wyoming and you get in an accident, I'm going to give you the consultation. And if I can help you, great. If I feel like we need to talk to somebody who's, who's in Wyoming um, to, to make sure that you're best protected, I can send you there. Um, so no matter where you are, I would be happy to consult you for free and, and then, um, direct you in the right way. So, uh, one
1: last thing for you. I mean, I know you deal with Lyft and Uber insurance companies. It's not them. Obviously they, you know, they have bought a commercial insurance package with some insurance company or not. Um, how difficult are these people to deal with? I mean, are, are, you know, because in my case, they were truly difficult. Like I, it was like talking to the wall, um, but, um, you know, we hear horror stories that, you know, people try to handle their cases themselves and they're just not getting anywhere with the adjusters or the, the other insurance company, even if even if the accident wasn't their fault. We hear that all the time. So truly, are they really this difficult to deal with? I mean, obviously they don't want to pay out, you know, they're on the other end, but, um, you know, the, co- the drivers are making the companies. I mean, they were making them money. So to me, it's like, um, I think, I think, You know, the best advice probably would be just to uh, protect your rights other than that. But if you have anything to finish or add to whatever we spoke about, floor is
2: yours. Yeah, just to answer your question, the insurance companies can be very difficult to deal with because it's their job to protect their money. You know, it's not their job to pass it out to you. Um, There are cases in which drivers have great success by themselves. But I can tell you, you are making a mistake if you don't at least talk to a lawyer beforehand to know what your rights are. One of the things that I I see all the time is drivers who spend the first three, four months trying to do it themselves, and then come into me and saying, hey, can you pick up where I left off? A, A lot of times I can, but a lot of times there have been mistakes made that make the claim much more difficult than it needed to be, and make the recovery much less than it should have been. So if you call the lawyer, get the consultation from the beginning, at least you know what you're doing when you're talking to the insurance adjuster if you decide to handle it yourself. Okay. Then um, I th- one, one quick uh,
1: you know addition to that. I mean, we know the 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 you know the gig economy doesn't exist of only rideshare. You know, we we have obviously food delivery, package delivery, all kinds of things. Instacart, um, from what I know, um, because I see it on my statement. Um, Uber or Lyft or Uber Eats, DoorDash, Grubhub—none of these companies are responsible if you get in a crash during a delivery, or are
2: they? You know, some of them have coverage. There are, okay. there, there is coverage that that, like uh, DoorDash for one, um, does provide some coverage to drivers. Okay. Um, but again, oftentimes the policies are minimal and the deductibles are high, which goes back to making sure that you're protecting yourself mm-hmm. for whatever mm-hmm. platform you're on.
1: Okay. So you do handle, you know, personal injury cases as well as, you know,
2: a delivery driver's case as well, if it comes to that, right? Any person who works in the gig economy, if, if there's an app that's giving you uh, orders, uh, whether it's rides or food or anything else, we can help.
1: Thank you, Brian. We, I really appreciate it. I mean, uh, I think this is a, this is a, you know, topic that does not get spoken enough about really. I mean, I, I think drivers should know their rights just like any anybody else like i, I may be driving my son to soccer practice getting an accident at period zero i know how to handle that but then once i have a passenger in the car or on the way to a passenger or looking for a trip with my app on driving around you know i don't think people know honestly i don't think people know and uber and lyft really don't do enough good enough of a job to explain this to the drivers And it's really complicated you know pages and pages and stuff so if you have anything else to add please do so otherwise we appreciate you coming on and we'll see you in the near future.
0: Thank you so much
2: for having me. I, I really appreciate the the time.
0: Thank you, Brian. And then also too, if anybody's looking uh, to get in contact, uh, all of their contact information will be in the description so you can check that out. Uh, and this is going to be anywhere. So anywhere where you're watching this or listening to this, it'll be in the description of either the podcast or the videos. All right.
1: Um, so, Larry, how are you?
3: Great. <laughs> hey, how are you guys doing?
1: Good, good. Thank, thanks for your patience. Um, so, you know, you you actually work on something that's very near and dear to my heart. As a driver's advocate on this channel, and I've been with RSG for five years now, on anything that I write, you know, driver to me comes first. Um, I don't, you know, because I, think, I don't think they're being treated properly. You know, they're part of an algorithm. They're getting pushed and pulled. All the games they play with the apps, you know, okay, fine. But uh, there has been something that's really prevalent over the last, I don't know, probably, you know, I'm hearing this quite more often. I mean, I do hear of deactivations, unjust deactivations, by a fraudulent fraudulent claim done by a drunk passenger or whatever not. And that happens quite a bit, right? But now there is something going around that's a little bit more sinister, which is, (laughs) you know, as supposedly making us safer or the platform safer, we have to go through background checks. Unlike the passengers... Who get on the platform willy-nilly with a fake name and a fake ID, even not I no ID, nothing, right? <clears throat> so now, you know, I hear a lot of these that you know there is a problem with a background check. And people are getting deactivated for stuff that they may have done. You know, I don't know what the rules and you know I mean, not engagement of are. So you you tell us you what do you work with? What how can you help these people and what you do and introduce yourself and go right into
3: it. Sure, guys. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Brian, that was very interesting stuff, by the way. I appreciate that. Uh, Chris and Sergio, I appreciate being here. Um, my firm is a consumer rights firm, and we've always historically done a lot of work in the area of credit reporting and background reporting. Um, background reporting is the same as credit reporting. It actually follows the same laws, the Fair Credit Reporting Act. And, and what we found is that when people go through background checks and When you go to work for Uber or Lyft or any one of these rideshare companies, before you can start driving, you have to pass your background check, right? And then every year, they're redoing it because they want to make sure that you've, you've maintained your good standards on the platform agreement by not having any crimes, tickets, accidents, what have you. So you're always going through a background check. And they've been using a company called Checker for pretty much all the criminal background checks. And there's another company that they use called Safety Holdings, which does driving abstract checks. They check your driver's record as well. And what we found is that there's just a great deal of errors here. Um, These background check companies can be very sloppy. So the first issue that we see a lot of are people getting mixed up with somebody else. I have people that um, have been driving for Uber for five years and have gone through background checks every year, and it's been perfectly fine. And then all of a sudden it comes back that they're a child molester, or they've committed attempted murder, I'm sorry, attempted murder or armed robbery. And, and it's showing up in their background check and they've been like, "I've been working here for five years. How come they it's never come up before? I can't tell you why it's never come up before. It's coming up now. Chances are they've mismatched your name and date of birth with somebody else that has the same or similar name and date of birth as you. And that person's committed a crime, felony, uh, has a bad driving record, and that's going to merge onto your record. So we see a lot of that. And so people are just being unfairly deactivated, having been driving or even just applying for the first time and being, you know, having no record whatsoever, never been arrested and being told that they're they're no good to drive because of some somebody else's record. These mixed records are happening constantly every day. And we're always getting phone calls from people saying, I got somebody else's stuff on my report. What do I do? The other issue is outdated records. Um, You may have done something as a young person and here you are 20, 30 years later, and maybe you got it expunged. And that's something that people could do. You know, marijuana is now becoming legal state after state. And I know in Illinois, as a matter of fact, I mean, one of the things they're doing is automatically expunging records. Well, The records are expunged, shouldn't show up in a background check, right? Well, they do. Uh, For some reason they're accessing an old database and they're not pulling up the full record, they're not actually checking the most recent of the court file, and they're catching the old information. So people are getting deactivated for information that shouldn't even be on their background check at all. And another area that we're seeing a a lot of is just misreading records altogether. a lot of people, I've seen a, a, a ton of drivers. They, they they were commercial drivers. They were truck drivers. I've had people that had hazmat licenses. I mean, to have that, you've had to pass everything, right? You, you, you've had to be the most perfect driver. And, you know, they've got to the end of it. And they said, well, I'm done driving a truck. I'm done with hazmat. I'm just going to let that go. And I'm just going to drive a car, you know, regular Class D license. But for some reason background check company sees a withdrawal, sees a cancellation, and they just throw it on the report without even seeing that that cancellation was for a license that he's, you know, abandoned or she's abandoned, not their, their actual driver's license. And so people are getting knocked off the platform for that reason. So we're definitely seeing major issues with background checks, knocking people off from either getting on in the first place or even people who've had years of experience and all of a sudden they're being knocked off so i have one coming
1: up on my app when i turned it the other day it says uh it need requires your attention background check so i'm going like i'm not going to click it until i talk to larry <laughs> or hear click from it. Larry. i'm just no, going click to it. like click it okay i'm going to yeah, click yeah. it right after I mean, the show. You have
3: to know and, and here's here's an issue that i've run into with with uber and lyft is so a part of the fair credit reporting act Um, Provides that the employer has a job here. It's not just the background reporting company or the reporting company, but the employer. If the employer looks at a background report and finds something that they don't like, hey, I don't like what I'm looking at on your background report. Is this you? Did you do this? They can't just, hey, I see this on your background report. You're off. Goodbye. They can't do that. They do that, but they're not supposed to. What they're supposed to do is send you a notice that says, we found this on your background report and they'll actually have to show you what it is and say, get this corrected so we could hire you. If this is correct, we can't. Now, I've seen Uber do that correctly a number of times. You know, they, they here's what's wrong with your background report. But what I've also seen an overwhelming number of times now is they'll just simply send you this email that says, like you said, Sergio, hey, uh, there's something in your background check. Uh, we didn't like it, you're not qualifying. You should check out with Checker. Here's your link. Go to Checker's portal, check it out, and and you're going. Well, what did, what did I do? What did I do? And um, the problem that I've had is that a few people have gone to that portal and said, "Okay, now I've gone to Checker, and it says I'm completely clear. So what is it?" And you know, and so that's the thing is you click on it and you're like, "Well, nothing's there." So my answer to that is obviously just call me. I mean, that, that's you know, part of the problem is that they're breaking a rule and they're just not correcting it and they don't know how to correct it um they're supposed to tell you what it was and if the checker report doesn't tell you what it was somebody messed up somewhere right and that's something um, we get the other
1: the other issue that i talked to you previously obviously and i i want to just touch upon is that you know driver deactivations happen for many many different reasons and i'm not saying that every single driver is a great driver there are some people truly should not be on the app and And we know from Uber and Lyft's own, you know, safety reports that they bring out every two years, you know, the assaults on passengers versus drivers are about exactly 50-50, actually. Half the time, the driver is at fault and, you know, is a bad apple, but he's squeezed through the system somehow and driving and doing unscrupulous things and then the same thing, you know, the other way around. But there are a lot of um, drivers that I talk to that they um, complain of, truly unjustly being deactivated not due to a background check but you know look these companies have clear ada guidelines so if you have somebody with a you know wheelchair if you don't help them out put them in your car cancel a trip they have a reason to deactivate you however there are other cases in many many cases um, even with a dash cam that a, a passenger may be you know under the influence or drunk you know, just to get a $10, you know, credit from Uber and Lyft, we'll just report on a driver fraudulently, obviously, saying that which it happened to a good friend of mine and he's still deactivated. Hmm. And uh, in fact, he did, you know, Derek Kerr of the markup did a national case about it. And in fact, I know Brian talked to him. Um, his name was Jay. Um, so, you know, this a lot of, and, and in California, by the way, as you know, um, you know, marijuana is legal. To a certain degree, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have some guy that has some marijuana on, gets in your car, right? And it's a short trip, your car is reeking of marijuana smells, truly. I mean, you know, I always put my windows down or whatever, not, but the passenger that gets the next one that gets in after five minutes is going to smell. And they can say, oh, my, my driver, you know, just smoke pot because car smells mm-hmm. like pot. And boom, Uber deactivates you on the spot. There is absolutely no ifs and buts about it because. You know, that complaint did not go to a human, by the way. It went to some AI software with keywords in it saying that if you say under the influence, boom, we deactivate you. So, what should drivers do and what can they do? Can they contact you for these unjust deactivations? Well, and what and their I'll, are?
3: I'll tell you. I mean, obviously, it, it's not the kind of work we do. I'll explain, though. Um, okay. this is a tough one because you know, obviously, if you know, the, the rideshare companies are in a tough spot here because if heaven forbid something were to happen to a passenger who's got the deep pocket, here, right. Um, And you know, who are they going to go after? They're going to, they're not going to go after the driver. They're going to go after the company. So obviously that's why they do what they do. But so I I've, I've learned because I've had to go after Uber a few times for not giving those, those disclosures. I've had a good opportunity to really kind of read over that platform agreement a bunch of times, And, and believe it or not, there is, there is some help there. Okay. Um, the platform agreement provides that if you have any claim that you want to make against them, any claim, you will agree to arbitrate. Now that's, you know, for most lawyers, that's buzzword for terrible because we lawyers like to file cases in court in front of juries and judges and, you know, have juries decide our cases. But in this particular instance, I think it could be very helpful for the driver. Um, You have this platform agreement. And if you look at it, it's a contract. And it says that as long as you maintain the community standards, as long as you don't do any of these things that can get you deactivated, you can keep your job. So Brian talked about having a dash cam. This is the very reason for it. And this is why you have to have it. Collect your evidence. Take your pictures. I think those are great bits of advice because what you can do is, if you do get deactivated, read that platform agreement. It's going to tell you that you you can't sue us, but you could take us to arbitration. And now I know people will say, "Well, when I try to get information from Uber or Lyft, they won't tell me who it was. They won't tell me who said it." Hey, you don't need that. Okay, you have this arbitration agreement. It says the first thing you're supposed to do, I guess, is send them a pre-filing letter that tells them what your gripe is and you have to give them 45 days to respond okay and you get that 45 days now they might respond to you and if they do you might get to get a phone call where you tell them you know what happened now if they don't want to accept you you file the arbitration there are two forums that they have them in there's jams and AAA. when you file an arbitration it's like filing a lawsuit But it's not the same thing because you don't have the rules, the federal rules of procedure or the rules of civil procedure that could really confuse and scare people. Arbitrations are very basic. You just file and then you get assigned an arbitrator. The arbitrator is usually a retired judge, so they have a clue. And when you get there in front of the arbitrator and you get your date, you get to meet with them, the arbitrator might ask, do you want to do discovery? Do you want to get some information? You get to tell the arbitrator, I want them to turn over what complaint they got about me. Now, if they say we're not going to turn that over, I find it very hard to see how they're going to possibly prevail in their claim. You know, you're going to have your arbitration and you're going to get up in front of the arbitrator and you're going to have your dash cam, you're going to have your evidence and you're going to show that I did nothing wrong. And they're going to have to prove that you did. Now, I know that's extreme taking a case all the way to an arbitrator with an arbi- to an arbitration with an arbitrator. but that's what you have. and they have to answer to it. and it costs them money to do these arbitrations. So you, if you push that envelope, you might find yourself getting the answers you want. And if you don't, at least you can get your opportunity to have your you know not your day in court, but your day in court where you're going to get to talk to a person who's an independent, and is going to treat both of you the same and give you your fair day, and that's pretty much the best I could do for that situation. It's a tough.
1: Yeah, you know, I appreciate that because I I get emails constantly <clears throat> saying that I got unjustly deactivated. You know, people don't know. See, this is like such amazing information. I appreciate it, but you know, the other thing is also a cost, right? How costly it is to file an arbitration claim?
3: That's the best, like a hundred and five dollars at the most. Okay. It's okay. Ch- so to file a federal lawsuit it costs $402 to file an arbitration. It costs like 105 or 110 and they have to that. And this is where it gets to be a bit of a benefit because somebody has to pay the arbitrator. Like they cost money. They do not you. Um, If they had an arbitration agreement that made you spend all that kind of money, it would be unconstitutional. It'd be struck down and you'd have your day in court. But there's this law called the federal arbitration act. And as long as it's fair to the to the consumer, it doesn't, you know, literally prevent them from having a hearing because it's overly expensive. Then they get to do it. So what these companies do that force arbitrations and by the way, Uber and Lyft aren't the only ones that force arbitrations. All your banks do all your credit cards do. They all force arbitrations. They have to pay for them.
1: OK. And there, you know, there are, I mean, in the industry that we're involved in, there are some companies that we think they're shady. Right. They're trying to get the last hundred bucks out of a driver saying that, yeah, we'll get you reactivated. It's easy to do this, to do that, right? I yeah. Mean, what do you say about that? And, and is, it, is, this, is this something truly a driver can take upon? And if they do prevail at arbitration, is there back pay? Can they require Uber or Lyft to pay them for the time that this process took? Because sometimes it may take six months.
3: My opinion is that your case in the arbitration is a breach of contract case. Okay. My opinion is you are technically suing them for breaching your contract. And so what are your damages for breaching your contract? Every moment that you weren't working when you should have been, I mean, they broke the agreement by listening to some nobody and not looking at your information. Now, maybe there is a, a period of time that they could claim, Hey, we had to deactivate you. You know, we got this complaint and we just, you know, we don't have a choice, but, Maybe after a couple days of you saying, Well, here's my evidence, now activate me. And they're just kind of putting up the talk to the hand. We've already deactivated you. I would say from that point on, the contract's being breached because you're showing them that you've complied with every term of their agreement and they're not complying with the terms. So there becomes a time where you should say, You know, it's been a few days here. I've been deactivated. I've given them all the information and they've just ignored me. I'm starting to count how much money I'm losing.
1: And as far as
3: whether or not they could win these things, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Um,
1: Well, I I think, you know, the way you said it, I mean, it it looks like it's going to cost them more than it's going to cost you because they have to show up, number one. And, you know, there are thousands by the thousands, you know, if you take them to arbitration, I mean, at some point, right? Um, You know, especially, look, especially if you didn't do anything wrong because Uber and Lyft have, I mean, I I don't want to make fun of this, but they have an LAPD policy kind of, you know, they shoot first, ask questions later. And I'm like, you know, they just willingly deactivate people. A great driver for five years with 10,000 trips and 495 rating. And they'll be like, you're gone because this passenger thought you were under the influence because your car smelled like marijuana. I'm like, the passenger before you just stepped in and reeked of marijuana. Now, what am I supposed to do? Like, you know, go somewhere, get my car professionally cleaned before I drive again because I'm losing money for the next hour or two just to get rid of the smell. So, I mean, it's a small minor thing, but... It does happen all the time, and and as a driver's advocate, you know this is great information that you provided. So just like I asked Brian, um, how can people reach you and and um, the consultation you know process? And you go ahead and, and tell us what that. Sure. All about.
3: Thanks. I, I, we too. It's a free consult, and just like Brian, you're going to talk to me too. Um, I'm accessible. Uh, you contact us at our, our, our website, smithmarco.com. We also have protectingconsumerrights.com. Uh, we have a phone number, 888-822-1777. Uh, you, you'll hear from my assistant or me, but you're going to talk to me because I'm going to consult with you. Whether I can help it or not, whether I can actually take your case or not, you're going to talk to me. Um, I'm I'm accessible that way. Um, we don't cost anything for the consultation. And if we take the case, we don't cost anything because the Fair Credit Reporting Act provides for the payment of attorney's fees. So I could defer taking any payment on the case and make them pay my fees when I'm successful. Um, And as far as where I could represent you, these are federal cases. Um, So my firm, uh, our lawyers, we are licensed. Chris, are you there? uh, we We have federal certificates in... I'd say we're all freezing.
1: Something is happening with StreamYard.
0: So
3: uh, you hear me? I I think you're
0: freezing. I'm hearing
3: uh, Larry talking fine. No, everybody froze. Okay.
0: Uh,
1: Larry, you just, we just lost StreamYard, our link. So just, if you don't mind, go back through the last 30 seconds of what you said, please.
3: Sure. What I was, I don't know what you last heard, but I would say I'm accessible. Um, Our consultation's free. Um, I don't cost anything, you know, and if we take on the case, the Fair Credit Reporting Act provides the payment of attorney's fees. So you don't have to worry about paying my fee. We defer our fee because the law says that the other side is going to have to pay our fee. As far as where we can take cases, these are federal cases. Um, we have offices in both Sarasota, Florida, and Chicago, Illinois, but my partner and I are also licensed in federal courts all throughout the Midwest. Um, I like, you know, Wisconsin, Michigan, Nebraska, Colorado, I mean, all throughout. And I'll tell you, I think there's maybe two or three states that we don't have a connection where we can handle uh, your case. Uh, unfortunately, if you're like in Montana or Idaho, I might not be able to help you. Um, but everywhere else, uh, I, if I am don't have somebody, if I'm not licensed there, if my partner's not licensed there, again, we have a network of consumer rights attorneys that we're friends with that handle fair credit reporting ad cases uh, that are always there to help us out too.
1: This is great. I mean, this is so helpful. Seriously, both of you. We thank you so much. Chris, all the info is in the show notes, right? Yep. Also, if you want to contact
0: Nuri or uh, Brian for either, you know, a false background uh, deactivation check or, uh, you know, an accident injury, uh, again, everything is going to be in the description so you can get hold of them. And like they said, if they can't help you, you know, based on where you live, at least they know somebody who can. So reach out to them. Uh, because they're going to be able to be the best that help. Sergio, you said earlier, those, those fly-by-nights uh, websites that pop up and uh, try claiming that they'll get you reactivated or whatever it might be. Um, you know, you want somebody you can trust. You want somebody you can know. Uh, so you want somebody who's actually been accredited and, you know, being able to, to do these things. So, you know, either Larry or Brian, depending on your needs, uh, this is uh, the best way to get hold of them and at least start the process
1: right i mean look guys you know we have a i mean huge you know we're growing audience but it's it's growing by the week by the day we wouldn't put these guys on if we didn't think they were reputable and they knew what they were doing right we'll have a working relationship with larry as it is as well as brian in the past but um i think they are truly experts in their own fields and if you do have any questions or real issues uh, god forbid you have an accident or get deactivated please get in touch with these guys. They, they are truly there for the driver. Any last words
2: from you, Brian? No, I just want to thank you so much for having me. It's been a real pleasure to talk to your audience. Thank you. Thank you. And how about you, Larry?
3: Hey, thanks. Same thing. I uh, pleasure to talk to everybody. I hope you're all driving safe out there. Give us a call if you run into one of these problems.
1: We appreciate you both. Thank you so much for sh- uh, showing up. Um, I think I think you guys did wonderful, and and what the work you do to protect drivers is is amazing. So thank you again. Yes, yeah, thank you.
3: Thanks, guys.
0: All right, so we right. are going to move on with our show, but yes, that is some amazing information. Especially uh, one of the big things is when it comes to deactivations, and you know, yes, Larry does you know the, the checker backgrounds, the background deactivations there. Um, and everybody's like, well, what about, you know, X, Y, and Z falsely deactivated from, from, uh, a rider, you know, th- right there, that info is, is tremendous. So if you have been, I didn't know for that, that reason, I didn't know that. I didn't
1: know what Larry said. I, I honestly did not know. I was like, man, for seven I years. Know. And I read the TOS <laughs> page from, you know, yeah, page for page, and I was like, oh, really? Wow. Yeah. So, uh,
0: yeah, so, so yeah, that type of information is great to know. Then. You know actually needing some sort of representation when it comes to an accident injury you know something like that because uh, you know the the more you're on the road the greater the chance you have of getting into an accident um you know it's it's you say if not when I say um the greater chance the greater probability um you know knock on wood I've been driving for x amount of years and haven't had an accident so uh, that's good. But again, you know, at any time it could happen, yeah. you know, you got some moron who's not paying attention, runs, a, runs <laughs> a stoplight or a red light T bones, you what happens then? So, um. you know, but, you know, we talked
1: about that, uh, you know, um, uh, California uh, legislature who was in a car and got T bone because his driver was busy looking at his app, probably trip radar. Right. And mm-hmm. now he's passing a law that every driver has to get trained. Right. Yep. So, I mean, if it happens to them, it's good. But if it happens to the driver, you know, look, a lot of drivers shy away from confronting Uber in any case because they don't want to get deactivated. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then you have rights, man. And then these insurance companies that they deploy are going to jerk you around. I mean, they're going to jerk your chain because they don't want to pay anyway. So mm-hmm. to me, it's like, yeah, I think this was great. This was timely and they were both both eloquent. And, you know, if, if our audience gets something out of this, awesome. Really, I think
0: I think they did an amazing job. Yeah, So it's, it's just good to have your basis covers covered. You know, yep. you want that, that insurance. It's like having the dash camera, you know, you want to have that uh, no matter what, just because even, even if you're just driving normally, you want to have that because there's so much fraud and things that happen on a daily basis. So, you know, just having those types of things available, um, it's just the insurance, it's peace of mind and it's mostly covering your ass, you know, that yeah. you have to be the one who covers your ass. These companies aren't. Um, so yeah, you just got to, pay attention to that yeah. stuff Look, you know nobody you
1: know everybody says nobody likes lawyers but you know in some cases lawyers and doctors man they're necessary okay <laughs> because you know you you, wanna, you don't want to deal with over and lift uh, insurance companies yourself you really don't but um you know push comes to shove god forbid any of you or whoever's going to watch later gets into some accident you know call brian i think he's up and up i think he knows what he's doing and you mm-hmm. know this is his this has become actually his uh, i mean this has become an industry you know because i see billboards in la all the time right i mean there are law firms now just specifically you know catering to uber and Lyft drivers or passengers you know what i'm saying so to mm-hmm. me what better timing for this and and you know like we said the you know the uber math that we did 1.87 billion trips, right some yeah. shit's
0: gonna go wrong <laughs> that's
1: a well, lot of
0: go wrong every single day
1: yeah, I mean, some, just, just, the,
0: the, just the you run the numbers there, and something's going to go ha- happen at any, at any yeah. point. And yep. I mean, they, they have their safety report, but it's not going to show you every fender bender, it's going to show you the, the major accidents. Um, yep. So, yeah. All right. So, All right. yeah, we
3: just,
0: just want to say thank you again to Brian Green from Leo Rideshare and also Larry Smith from Smith Marco PC. Uh, again, if you guys need uh, any other services or anything, uh, it will be in the description. So, whether you're listening to this, whether you're watching this uh, right now, either live or on the rerun, uh, again, it's going to be in the description. Uh, so, all right, let's move on. Let's talk about uh, where do you, you want to go? You you want to start? Wherever you, you
1: want to go, we, we go with your flow.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, you know, one of the big things that has been uh, talked about over the last couple of years that's now looking like it's starting to come to fruition is Uber and Lyft are finding ways to make more and more money by squeezing advertisements to the passenger during and before the trip. And they're going to be looking at different ways, not only to do it in app, in tablet. Oh, speaking of tablet, remind me later, because I do have something big that I want to talk about later. um, That's not even in the show, but we're we're just going to mention it. Um, But then also, uh, they're going to be putting different advertisements up and stuff like that. So... Here it is <laughs> just when you thought you
1: got rid of Uber. <laughs> um, you know what? This is, I did, they've been testing this actually for the last six to eight weeks. Um, obviously, it's gone really well. So, supposedly, mm-hmm. according to them, you know, it's free money. I mean, you know, what they're gonna do, which I thought, you know what? I, I usually, uh, you know talk a lot of crap about these companies, but I think this is another brilliant idea of theirs. Um, just like oh, the upfront fairs.
0: Sure. <laughs> for sure. I mean, think about it. You, you, If you can squeeze ads onto your platform when you open up your Uber Eats app to, to order, and then you get a little ad at the bottom uh, or the top or something, uh, hey, that, that's gonna be advertisers paying them money on top of the ride or the delivery itself. It's just smart business My, on their end, but
1: yeah. <laughs> question no, is, I think I think it's brilliant, right? So, so and this is not on Uber Eats only, by the way. This is going to happen during trips. So let's yeah. say you order a trip from your house to uh, you're going out to a restaurant or you're going out to a mall, right? So what Uber is doing is Uber is going to do targeted ads on your way on the trip from your house after you get picked up. All the way to the mall. So imagine, you know, they're going to do very localized. Initially, it's not going to be like that, but ultimately that's what it's going to turn into. Because according to Uber, it's going to add about a billion dollars to their revenue by 2024. The guy's sitting in your car anyway. No, look, we all have ad fatigue, okay? Every time I get on Google, they try to sell me something. We all have that. However, yeah. I think it's a it's a no-brainer when it comes to uber and Lyft and Lyft we're going to talk about it as well they're doing this too um you know I, I I don't see any downside on this now in some cases they may be asking the driver to put a tablet in their car um I wonder what the split's going to be because I don't think as a driver you should put a tablet because Uber or Lyft is telling you to put a tablet to run their ads on you on, in your car it's your mm-hmm. private car So what the break you know the the you know you know the split that we have in ride share now 50 50 almost right what is the split going to be what are they going to pay the driver we don't know yet this is in in trials it's been going on and uh of of, of course uber sells it as if you do watch our ads and we can sell you some additional stuff on your way to the mall maybe a store or two at the mall is going to advertise because they know where you're going look we know this they have an immense asymmetric information advantage they know where the passenger lives what restaurants they go to what bars they go to they have all this information right yeah, so what better way to target ads towards them
0: well well yeah you you just said the keyword target ads think of it yeah. this way you pick up so how many times have you driven at night where you pick up somebody who's at the bar and then they're like oh i, I want to go to to go get tacos or something yep. and the apps know this so they can say yeah. hey we we notice you're getting out of the bar right now cuz of your pickup location and you're going home but we're going to show you this ad for you know that taco place that you really like going to yeah. and that why not just implement it into the system or even yeah, having pop up, up on it's it's yeah I, it's genius on their parts but yeah I want to I, I know, don't know why
1: why didn't do it before honestly because I thought it was like a match made in heaven right you have the Drivers, you know, driving, nothing to do with it. The passengers in the back seat, just like you said, you know, maybe they're looking for some fatty tacos. I mean, hey, man, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or whatever. I mean, to me, it's like I think it's brilliant. I think you know, value added without really costing them anything. It's just a push ad yep. in the app. Now, most we know. Okay, well, I, from my own experience with thousands of thousands of their trips, I know for a fact that most passengers get in the car. And they're mostly on some other social media, you know, checking their Facebook or Twitter or whatever, right? But most of them, you know, they order the ride, they just put the phone in their pocket most of the time or doing something else. But I think if they give them incentives, and Uber says so here, like it says right on the, under the headline, the company claimed its dedicated advertising division will help it reach 1 billion in ad revenue by 2024 and will make rides cheaper, maybe.
0: <laughs> yeah, you, go, you know for a fact. You there's know for a fact those are not going to go down. They, well, you know, know they there's made, one
1: fact. There's one the fact in that sentence. It's not going to
0: make it cheaper. <laughs> no, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. They might, they might do it right at the beginning, yeah. and saying, "Oh, we're adding ads." It's like Netflix. Netflix's ad tier. They're they're bringing it at what eight dollars a month or something just yeah. give it another year and they're going to bring it up to $10 a month. So yeah. it's the same thing right here. They're going to, they might offset it just a little bit for the first uh, little bit to, to say, Oh, Oh, prices are coming down. And then all of a sudden they're going to do that, that frog boiling in the water again and bring the prices prices right back up to where they were, if not higher. Yeah. I mean, I love this next paragraph
1: by Scott Olson, you know, there was in a different article. Um, It says, it seems Uber just isn't content with letting users travel in peace and awkward silence, (laughs) which is my car, during their point-to-point trips. The ride-hailing company now plans to advertise to users at every point of a trip from the moment you open the app. These ads will potentially appear on multiple screens. (laughs) Blasting mm-hmm. consumers with new products with the same subtlety as a clown following the car on a kid-sized tricycle trying to get your attention through the car window. That's hilarious.
3: I, th- I think
0: Scott does not like ads. No, Scott doesn't like it. No, Scott doesn't. Because Scott has the ad fatigue. Well, yeah. Now, here's the thing. If an ad starts popping up on my maps, I'm going to get... That's going to be really pissing me off because, first off, I want the map i don't want to see no no ad um (laughs) moving on to the the next part of that when it comes to the uh uh, article there's a whole nother thing with this journey ad um yeah well that's the they they have another thing that they're testing called journey ads
1: um uh, they hired by the way um doctor advertising from amazon to run that division now so I, i god knows what that guy's getting paid um So these called journey ads journey ads basically are going to be single company ads like let's say you're going to a bar so they're signing they have signed deals already with major names like heinekens and you know tequila companies and things like that i don't know if it's going to be legal though but they did sign it and um so you're going to be bombarded with like if you're going to a bar because they know you're going to a goddamn bar They go like, "Hey, maybe we suggest Heineken for you for the rest of the night." I'm going like, "Holy shit! What genius? Absolutely genius!" You know what I mean? The guy's going to get plastered anyway. Might as well get plastered on the stuff I'm advertising you, as opposed to you know having your own choice, right?
0: Well, right here, if you read through, it says these journey ads are meant to hit riders through the process of getting an Uber. So, and it says they're going to be restricted to a single advertiser, meaning users will see the same product again and again while they're trying to get from one place to another. Yeah. Uh, the problem with that is that I, I I could see this changing to the point where they're going to do like a cycled ad. So yeah. you, you know how you have those billboards that have the cycle through every you know ten yeah. seconds or so. Right. I could see something like that where then they're going to be like, well, you know, we were going to do just one-off ads for one person through the entire duration, but let's cycle three ads so we can not only yeah. hit them you know on the way home but they can buy something on amazon and then whatever the yeah. next on the next thing so th- that's exactly what's probably going to happen down the road yeah. they're they're just they're just trying to feel the water to see how it works yeah I, but you know what it's a no-brainer imagine man
1: 1.875 billion trips right i mean come on you can mm. sell anything on those trips so i'm like hey man oh, yeah you know what oh for sure yeah. To me, like, as long as the driver is not shut out of it, or or if in case that you have to put some tablets or some iPads or whatever in the car, and then you give the driver 10 cents a trip, that's not going to fly. Most people are going to no. reject it. FYI, these ads for the consumer, as a consumer, you can opt out for now. I don't know what for it's going to be in the future. But you can opt out because there is laws and regulations as far as bombarding people with ads, just like it is on Google, just like it is on YouTube. So to me, it's like, hey, man, this is brilliant. OK, congratulations. <laughs> let's let's move on. Well, and, the, and, uh, yeah.
0: the other thing, though, is, you know, if, if they want drivers to put tablets in the car, you know, it's going to come down to the name of the show. Show me yep. the money. Because if you're not showing the money, why? Yep. I mean, why would you do it? Yeah, there's there's, there's tablets out there, you know,
1: there's tablets out there, like Octopus and stuff like that. And they throw you like a hundred bucks or, you know, this I I resemble this, by the way, Chris, to like, you know, those rooftop, uh, (laughs) like, what was it? Fly, fly, flywheel or fly, whatever it
0: was. You mean this one right here that Lyft has uh, been testing (laughs) out? (laughs) Oh, yeah, Lyft, of
1: course. Lyft cannot be too (laughs) far behind. Lyft cannot be too far behind. Yeah, Lyft, Halo. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, man, you know what? think it's a natural progression of the business i don't know why they didn't do it before there may be some laws that i'm not aware of right Mm -hmm. um but so it says uh lyft says we've been piloting this product in los angeles yeah halo i see a lot of a lot of those rooftop uh they look make them look like more like cabs than anything else and uh for for advertisers cpa cost per acquisition were 60 percent lower on average than those leading digital and social media okay fine great For riders, one in four engaged, that's 25% engagement. That's that's pretty good, actually. Uh, Engaged with tablet during the ride. And 98% rated the experience as positive or neutral. So they have all the data already. So now they know where you're going, what restaurants, what bar, what airlines, what hotels. And they're going to bombard you with targeted ads. I think it's brilliant. I just want to make sure driver gets their cut. Yeah. So And then they, they, according to their study, in-car tablets in LA, Chicago, San Francisco, and Washington, D.C., um they're gonna you know display all these ads right and then i i'm just looking out for the driver i i think i think it should be a fair split okay because mm-hmm. again it's their private car people okay don't put these things in there you know free please please don't do it and don't fall for like a dime or a trip or something just ask for something real okay and,
0: and I, don't don't fall for the automatic gold status no, no, please don't. If, if yeah, no option, platinum status. Yeah, don't, don't. don't. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, I, I get it. Hey, hey, it, it's smart moves, and if they can incorporate the pay model to be, you know, something that can actually be beneficial to drivers, that I think could be a win-win situation. But the thing I is, so, yeah. they have to make it where it's going to be worth it for the driver. Well, we know what the history of their take
1: rate is, so <laughs> yeah, you know, it may it may uh, start it, nice. It may start nice. <laughs>
0: right here, right here, right here. Oh wait, yeah, no, right, right here. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, bro. Kids speaking or, speaking yeah, of take yeah, rates, uh, if if you haven't watched uh, our our other uh, contributor Joe, who is a regular on the rideshare guy, uh, he yeah. had he he's been having a little bit of gripe lately with Lyft, and I get it. <laughs> Uh, a lot of drivers have been having some gripes with Lyft lately, uh, oh, especially the, the the smartest decision in the world by some jackass moron uh, who said, hey, gas prices are down. Let's take 55 cents off the ride and uh, what we were going to give the drivers because to help offset. And when that happens, gas shoots up a dollar and a half or something and is ridiculously high in California. I have... Me still, I have not seen anything change, uh, which I'm okay with. But uh, (laughs) um, they just announced that they are going to be adding (coughs) a new (laughs) fee. Yeah, yeah, you know, (laughs) know, (laughs) I laughed at this
1: so hard. This came after, a week after they got rid of the 55 cents. Hey, people, passengers, you know what? We should have a town hall of passengers. I think that would be a wonderful (laughs) idea, you know? This is how badly you guys are getting screwed, passengers. <laughs> you know, so so Lyft goes, yeah, we take the fifty-five cent uh, the peanut from uh, the drivers <laughs> because gas prices took a shooting up to seven in California, but that's okay. Guess what? Oh wait, we'll take that fifty-five cents. We'll never return it to the <laughs> to the passenger. We'll just keep it for ourselves <laughs> because, yep. like you know, you know, you know who said this, right? You know who said this? The same problem that they're having the insurance costs rise right you know mm-hmm. does this company truly follow Lyft to the T because Dara on our interview said what oh insurance premiums have tripled over the last four years that's why the cost of insurance are so high that's why our take rate has to go high and I did an article on the new uh, statement by the way it came out amazing mm-hmm. so we're definitely gonna hit those with screenshots of mine. Beautiful article. So, people, please go read it. It'll probably come out next week. And I'm like, Of course, that's what Lyft did. Take it from the poor, the driver, give it to the rich, the Lyft. I'm like, You know, you would think they take the 55 cent surcharge away to help the passenger lower the cost of the ride. No. <laughs> they go right. I'm like, Yeah, bro. I'm so sick of this shit. It's not even Cheeky, running. I got to
0: I got to do a special shout out right now Cheeky, cuz I I keep seeing uh uh you know posts about around the area and and Bills Mafia and that. So go Bills. Got to got to take the, the little shout out Probably, there. Yeah. But yeah. You know, yeah. It, this is this is the problem that you're going to start seeing. You're going to start seeing these things tack up. And then all yeah. of a sudden, you know, you you you're seeing 50-50, then you're going to start seeing 60-40. You know seventy-five, the opposite way of what it should be <laughs> um and, and then it's like well here like we're it. gonna throw you peanuts at that point yeah. Yeah. um well.
1: i but heard yeah. i heard for michael i heard for michael like peanuts
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I'm, I'm assuming here. but but here's I'm the gonna, thing like what no no go ahead okay yeah but you know, this is this is what you're going to start seeing. You're going to start seeing, oh, we're we're going to have more service fee because of uh, this, and we're going to have more of that. And uh, you know, you know, in the, new in the new
1: statement, on the new statement, service fee is turned into commercial insurance now. I mean, seriously, I think it's one of my better articles. I broke it down like piece by piece. If anybody doesn't like this article and spams my blog, I, I'm going to find you and and get you. Okay. So Vinny, I got to give Vinny cause a shout. Uh, I've been watching, he, you know, he's another one of these guys, no BS kind of straight up kind of guys. He has his own little YouTube channel, but Vinny, welcome to the show. So yeah, this this service charge is now turning into commercial insurance on the driver's statement. Have you seen your statement lately? <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then once they take all that out, Uber's take looks like 8%. Because you know, Dara said it, 20% will be fair. Yeah, so that means
0: it's all transparent now. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. They're saying, "Oh, yeah, yeah, all this money is going towards commercial insurance, and they're they're eight percent." So, what they're what he's basically saying is he wants to take more. So, what you see, what I see, what all the drivers are seeing is passenger pays X, driver gets paid Y and then uber takes x or xyz whatever z and z continues to grow and grow and grow yeah definitely and you know what the thing is the funny
1: thing is i i was when i was doing the article you know i do deliveries as well as ride share right my ride share <laughs> statement looks completely different than my delivery on deliveries there is zero transparency it says uh-huh. your fare and your tips <laughs> At least on the driver's statement for rideshare, it says this is an aggregate of what the passenger paid. These are yeah. all your deductions. This is all the, if you believe, look, if you believe those premiums, you know, that they're charging the passenger. By the way, this is not coming out of Uber's pocket. Uber is just lowering, making their take rate look lower by saying that, oh, service fee is lower because we're paying for all this. And just like Lyft, we showed, they're complaining about higher insurance rates. Mm-hmm. Not like, at some point, you know, everybody should be an LLC and go get their own commercial insurance because it's outrageous what what you guys are paying for so-called commercial
0: insurance. Yeah, so, yep, yep. Well, you know what? Uh, Actually, before we go go on, first, smash that like button. Uh, If you join this, smash it. There was some great info, especially from uh, our two lawyers that were on earlier. Great info when it comes to it because this is something, again, you just want to have those insurance peace of mind in the background. Smash that like button. Um, And then also, one quick thing, for those who drive using an iPad, uh, update, this is only for iPad M1 users and now M2 because they just announced it, Uh, if you use the iPad Pro M1 or M2, download iPad uh, 16, iPad OS 16 or whatever, they have sidecar now, so you can actually have both apps or up to three apps running at the same time so if you're multi-apping it's going to be much safer you can actually have both uber and lyft opened at the same time right next to each other uh no problems no issues uh and i gotta say i like it a lot better so instead of trying to swipe through or something so much easier doing it that way i've
1: I've had double phones since the first day so i've
0: yeah yeah android but uh, i I love that game let's play that game let's (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I use I, I I got an iPhone, I got an iPad. I use my iPad uh for for doing this. Uh, you know, you know you know I, who downloaded,
1: you know who that da- who bought a cheapy cheapy uh Android. You know, who? Gabe, Gabe.
0: Oh, did he know? Yeah,
1: I oh, know. I on. told him. I told him what to do. Within 10 minutes he was in business. So I was like,
0: yeah. oh, oh, well, you we'll have to talk afterwards. I got yeah, we'll got
1: to see If you want to do some, uh, you know. <laughs> no, nothing illegal. Nothing see. illegal, illegal people. Uber, nothing illegal, nothing. <laughs> well, but yeah, he's swimming in cash now up there. So talk about swimming in cash. Is that
0: what we're going to do? <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, you know, the whole thing is with Lyft, even though the, the, we've had a couple of negative stories so far with them, uh, you know, trying to, to milk more money out of advertisements to get more money and then uh, adding some, some uh, fees on to the service fee, uh, mm-hmm. they have been showing the money. They actually have been showing the money to yes. the drivers. Finally, finally, oh. finally.
1: You know, okay. Look at that little screenshot in the middle. This is an email. Okay, last week I received last last Sunday. No, last Friday. Sorry. So it says literally, this. I'm this is okay from Lyft to me. Sergio, we miss you. I go, I miss you too, Lyft. <laughs> Except that your app sucks balls, but that's okay. I miss you too, buddy. Anyway, so I haven't driven for a Lyft for like three months, two and a half, three months, right? Since so
3: cancellation this, school,
1: right? Yeah, huh?
0: Since cancel cancellation school, right?
1: Yeah, since cancellation rehab. You know what? I have a great idea. I talked to a driver in Arizona, and he has an amazing character. I want to put on, <laughs> you know how you go to like, okay, for whoever's drinking in the AA, part of AA, I respect you tremendously, okay? I want to do like a, like a parody right you chris you'll be the you'll be the 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 counselor and we're going to have like a round table of drivers in cancellation rehab school <laughs> to do a parody i'm going to walk in i go say hey i'm
0: sergio nice to meet you all <laughs> well you know harry, rehab school because i
1: canceled on a crackhead
0: <laughs> hold on harry if you're still watching fly me out to la And And, and, uh, we we could definitely do all this, whether, you know, it's Harry, uh, you, myself, we could get Gabe down, uh, you know, Joe, Elijah, Joe, oh my
1: God, Joe would be amazing on that one. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, we want, I want to do a parody for like 15 minutes and put it on the channel because that would be hilarious, bro. (laughs) Okay. So going back Uh, to this story,
0: if you're not subscribed and stay tuned for an upcoming parody,
1: (laughs) that's right and then it'll be like a sitcom going forward. <laughs> okay, so Lyft says he they miss me. So before this on the uh, this week on Monday, last week obviously on Monday, uh they sent me five five trips for 85 guarantee. Nice. Well, like that's like uh what is that? That's like an hour of work for me for 85 bucks. I go, uh, "Thank yep. you, Lyft." So boom, I do it, set my DF, you know, extend my timer, do five trips, hour in 20 minutes active time, and done. 85 bucks. Then I'm thinking, okay, this is one and done. So once I'm one and done, I go like, I will never see this kind of offer again because I took their money. Guaranteed on those trips, we lost money. Um, Then, last Friday, um, they sent, last, whenever this is, I think it's Tuesday, they sent me this for the weekend. I go, what? How many trips is this? So I'm looking at it and on the bottom, it will say somewhere 17 trips for 265. So I'm going like, okay, 17 trips to 65, four hours, maybe four and a half hours. I can knock out 17 for 17 trips in my area. But while I was doing that, I discovered something that I love about lift. I take all of it back Lyft. I think your area <laughs> preference or area filter is uh, superior,
0: so superior. I'm glad I'm glad you finally used it. It's I so did, bro. Nice. Bro, it was amazing.
1: It was amazing.
0: Mm-hmm. It
1: was absolutely goddamn amazing. Yep. So I set it at six miles. Okay, that's my house. That's where I live. On the left screenshot, I can't. I that doesn't look like me, but it's me. <laughs> so I said it now. I am I have a st- huge strategic advantage. Look at that map. See all that green stuff on my northwest uh, and northeast? Mm-hmm. That's the mountains, bro. There's nothing there. Nothing. So all the tips this idiot app can give me is way on the bottom, within, within six miles of my house, right? And there are plenty of trips there because we have a college in there, college town. Mm-hmm. So I'm going like, okay, let's play with this. Let's play the game. So on the right, let's talk about the earnings first. So five trips on Monday, knock them out for 75 or 85 I don't know 75 sorry 75 and then on the weekend it was 17 for 265 so knocked out another 17 real quick in four hours so these are the numbers you know eight hours online which I was messing around with Uber Eats at the time but I had my Lyft app on so if you look at book time active time six hours 350 bucks what is that is that like 58 bucks 55 bucks whatever it is and I was like (laughs) thank you Lyft we appreciate it and this this area filter, they call it area filter, Uber Carl area preference. It is a wonderful tool. Please do not take this away from us. I absolutely loved it. It was trip after trip after trip, 17 trips. Seriously, I knocked it out in like four hours.
0: Now my question, and my question area you, is tough to do, huh? Now the, the biggest question L- LA is much different from Buffalo. Uh, when it comes to when it comes to these rides so yeah. for me for for my question to you though having that with the six mile now how what was your average per ride uh well it's, or, right, or, there. it's right there ride look, look, it's, that we're coming it's in
1: ride earnings chris look i did 22 trips right do you see where it says ride earnings the first line yeah 109 dollars so <laughs> five dollars a trip all minimum to like three mile trips.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, that, that's a smart trip. way to go.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I drove more than maybe 60, 80 miles. <laughs> <laughs> and and I took there three hundred and fifty bucks. But uh-huh. during that, I discovered something else. You know, you know what you love about Lyft,
0: right? You know, that
1: I I know Swift what I Lyft.
0: don't love about Lyft. Okay,
1: you know, you know that um... you know that uh, switcheroo, the switcheroo uh-huh. you love? Yeah, mm-hmm. no more switcheroo. Oh, look, look at the middle screenshot.
0: Uh huh.
1: I am seven minutes away from dropping off Nicole that's in the car, right? Yep. Instead of adding it in the background, this little window pops up, says that's adding your to your queue. If you don't want it, click that X button and then don't add it to your queue. So now you know how far the next trip is going to be all that good stuff. And this is like a 15 minute timer, a 15 second timer.
0: Uh-huh. No well, more adding it
1: see, without you knowing it.
0: Well, that that's that's not the switcheroo. That's like the, the additional ride that you don't want to take usually. I know. Um, but the problem is it's when you accept a ride and are on the way to pick up somebody yeah. where they're like, oh, the passenger canceled or we're going to cancel it and then reroute you somewhere completely different. And that's that is the biggest problem I have with Lyft.
1: No, I know, but you know what? During this, during those 17 trips during the week, it did not happen mm-hmm. one time. Well, they, this... they added this to my queue, which in the before they would have added it anyway, but I would be blind, I don't know what the heck is happening yeah. after the first one, right? And this one, you kind of can reject it right here, right mm-hmm. on this screen. And if they add another one, another window pops up. So without you knowing, they're not adding anything. Yeah, Lyft, you, this is absolutely beautiful now of course that's under the assumption that you keep sending me 17 for 265 every week (laughs) that's a different story so so anyway i i did it wonderful so go back to the last page because let's have some people's minds blown right um so i have a friend of mine who actually i coached about four five months ago so this is his earnings guess what he had a 37 for 575 guarantee hmm. for the weekend from Lyft. He knocked out 42 trips in five hours. <laughs> now, a lot of people are gonna say you're full of S. This is not possible. Well, there are certain things you do in LA that are absolutely possible. He literally knocked out 42 trips, all, all $2.62 minimum trips. In five hours, and there is his seven hundred bucks. There is his hundred and forty bucks an hour book time, and hundred and twenty bucks on online-time. online time. Whew. You anybody beats this, come talk to me. Okay, <laughs> Honora- there you go.
0: Honorary show me the money club member, hundred uh, percent sitting in the CEO chair for this week. <laughs> you bet you,
1: baby. The kid is an animal. Uh-huh. He knows what he's doing. Well, he, he knows obviously what he's doing. This is this is absolutely mind-numbing. If anybody's making 140 bucks an hour book time on on Lyft, send me the screenshot. Unless you're doing Lyft Lux or some other Lux Black or whatever you're doing, this is all. He drives a 10-year-old Prius too. Beater. Mm-hmm. He killed it. He absolutely killed it. So Lyft, I love the area filter. If you're watching, okay, I love love that little thing. Pop box shows up in the queue saying that who's going next on my queue. And I love those guarantees, so keep them coming. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, those, those are nice. Lyft, where's my is that kid driving Platinum XL vehicle? No, Ben, he's driving a ten year old beater Prius. Ton ton tun tun. Okay, he just knows what he's doing, though. Anyway, nice. If you're in LA, if you're in LA, you shoot me an email. I'll tell you. Maybe I don't know. Well, depending on what kind of guy you are. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, Sergio, I got a question for you. Do you remember we did a video? Ah, this is a, I don't know, maybe last year, year, maybe two years ago. At this point now, that Uh, was before me. (laughs) No, (laughs) oh, it was. Yeah, yeah, before SMTNCP. The the video was, um, we had caught wind of somebody saying that Lyft was scoring its drivers based on several different factors, and it was going to give them more rides or less rides based on their score. Uh, yeah. This was like Android versus Apple. Yeah. Um, this was touching your screen, your phone screen too much. Uh, so like distracted driving versus not. Uh, this is uh, you know several factors. And if you don't think they're not, if if you think that they're not doing this, you are full of shit because they are absolutely doing this. And this is going to be one of the ways. Again, that's probably helping certain drivers uh, maybe make more money. Uh, versus net less money uh, if you're for Micah versus not. Uh, so th- when it comes down to the upfront fares, uh, because they're going to score you, they're going to score you on several different factors. So yeah. then, you know, if they want to curtail, you know, those drivers that maybe get in an accident or have a likely uh, or, or more likely uh, chance of getting into an accident, they don't feed you as many rides as somebody who, is better driving and independent contractors oh, huh? <laughs>
1: we're all independent contractors right nobody's oh, watching yeah. yeah nobody's watching okay we're i gotta nobody. answer these okay quick i gotta answer these three questions michael duva says do you have to keep a certain level with lip sergio no you don't that kid i don't think has anything more than a gold but then that just that week i think he, re- he got over gold because it's by points so he killed it he has a strategy and he deployed it and he killed it um better than better get more proof than a screenshot uh bro i know i speak to this kid almost every other day he absolutely smashed it if you get a 37 for 575 guarantee and you don't know what you're doing get those minimum fares how you do then you need to i don't know you need to talk to a veteran in your area um last one Vinnie Vinnie, because i don't see this as a bad thing chris which i don't know you don't you know it's like your pico score vinnie It's like you're, there's no more FICO score. They're gonna, you know, grade you. There, there's like a total grade now. They, these companies are changing from just a rating—the 493, 495 rating. You know, Big Brother is definitely watching. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's start with uh, with Uber. Yeah. Okay. I got this yeah. from a, you know, you know, you know, I get like thousand emails now a week, so I got this. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is so bullshit. This is fake. I go. The guy goes, no, bro. This just showed up in my app. I'm like. looks like the uber app and i'm like holy crap is this new i don't know anything about this by the way i got this from a driver no name obviously but i think he's i'm pretty sure these are legit and he said he it just popped up in his app so you know you know lyft also is going this way right now there's a driving score for a driver Which consists of many, many, many things so they can deactivate you easier. Probably because before it was just a rating. If you fell like below 460, then it'll be like, uh, you know, you get deactivated, but now, no, they could, they have many excuses to deactivate. You now. look at these things. Look at this is, this is two pages of shit that they're collecting on you. Oh yeah. There is a dashboard now that you can go and look at your score um so what chips will dashboard show you'll see chips where you were driving for over the speed limit for a significant distance i'm like yeah but the asshole in my backseat is yelling at me get me to lax bro okay so okay there goes my driving career it goes can riders customers or other drivers see this information no I really really okay yeah yeah i i that's a lie can law enforcement access this data look where we're taking this chris i'm like holy shit yeah, and then and then can I turn the dashboard off? No, <laughs> we're not we're not employees. By the way, we're independent contractors. People, check this out: um, riders, customers, and other drivers can't see the data about Uber does Uber's algorithm does, and if 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 it falls below a certain number, boom, you're gone. And and uh, do you share this data? No. Can I turn the dashboard off? This feature is completely optional but next sentence you can't turn it
0: off (laughs) it's optional but you can't turn it off what kind of who writes this shit so in other words you're going to still be alerted but they're just you can choose to ignore it basically yeah
1: i guess yeah sure yeah yeah and then it goes how can the dashboard help me how's data collected every trip they collect data on you um all that good stuff i'm going like wait a minute this is a little too much intrusion I'm not your employee, sir. This is this you do this to your employees. You know, you see these trucks in front of you. It says, How am I driving? If you don't (laughs) like it, call 1 800, whatever. (laughs) This is like that. I'm like, What the hell is going on, man? So, of course, you know, on this one, I think Uber is going copying Lyft because Lyft had this. You know, I went when I went through, yeah, right here. I went through my, you know, cancellation rehab school. And uh, this is what Lyft is doing too now. I'm going like, uh, uh I have 82% looking good. Okay, thank God. Understanding your score, your driving score is based on your last hundred trips. It takes into account your cancellation rate, ratings, passenger feedback, safety and service. Look at this shit. I am not your employee, man. Mm-hmm. You cannot say this to your employee. They will sue your ass. So my cancellation rate is two percent, which is okay because you know I want the cancellation it's, rehab school. It's less than
0: five, <laughs> so it's okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> My rating is 490. Look at the threshold for your rating. It has to be like 490 is your goal, bro. Safety flags, I have none, thank God. Now, I did not know this until I took these screenshots. I have four safety flags from which asshole passenger? I want to know. I don't know. Mm. What is is even a safe service flag? Is it like I didn't open their door? Is that what it is? I don't even know.
0: (laughs) I don't know. It's because you didn't wipe hard enough. Uh, uh, or soft enough after kissing their ass yeah no foot (laughs) massage
1: bullshit anyway so driving score is a new rating system look at these two Mm -hmm. that gives the overall understanding of your driving performance to help you take it to the next level (laughs) driving score goes beyond passenger rating this is seriously this is becoming like you know uh, banks don't look at just your FICO score anymore. They look at like an aggregate of all kinds of shit now. You know, yep. AI is also involved in lending and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm going like, if this is not treating me, you know, now I'm actually going like agreeing with the Department of Labor. You can't do this to me, bro. I'm an independent contractor, man. This, I'm not your employee. You can tag. You, if you hire me as an employee, give me minimum wage, give mm-hmm. me insurance, give me all the protection, then you go, you know what? You can't drive this fa- this fast. You have these flags blah 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 okay that's it this looks to me like it's giving him more ammunition to deactivate drivers easily because before they would deactivate for a couple things now they have like five six different things in here that they can deactivate before and you won't even know why so i'm yep. going like yeah norma not on mine, norma I'm, hello how about the uber one okay there you go so i'm like baffled man so anyway do you have this chris
0: uh, I have something similar to this, but it's not it it doesn't have the whole thing um I did see something with the driving score though, but I didn't pay attention to it because it's like I know how I drive I don't really need them to tell me how to drive um, so there there's that issue there but yeah it's I, I should actually look at that a little bit more next time yeah, you should
1: look, <laughs> look i'm I'm falling into the warning area there i'm eighty two percent I want it must be those four service flags those I, t- I don't know, maybe. I mean, I doesn't, doesn't
0: the 4.95 rating like boost what you mean, up higher?
1: Yeah, doesn't mean anything, I guess. And, okay, look, yeah. at, look, at all my, look at all my medals, though, they put there. 145 passengers said good driving. 139 uh, said friendly driver. 130 said clean car. 90 said above and beyond. But my driving score is only 82%. Yeah, I'm
0: how does there. that make sense? I so, have no fucking idea. I don't even know oh, what they're doing. Yeah. So here's the thing. The question then becomes <laughs> is, this is what they're telling you that they've collected, and it's still very vague at the points like the service flags. What the hell even is a service flag? Um, I don't know. I'm gonna call them. So, yeah, and that's the whole thing. Like, what is this? Because you didn't offer them water. I mean, I have no idea. But I don't know. That this is what they're telling you that they're scoring you on. What they don't tell you is what they're scoring you on that you don't know, which influences how much your. Ob- how much you're able to make on the algorithm or not and if you don't think that's happening i can guarantee you it is happening
1: oh it's happening people this is in the app man i'm not gonna make this shit up i don't have time for this shit look at this shit it says i have to be less than six on service flags okay what is a service flag
0: it doesn't tell me
1: but it says i have four i'm like i don't know and it's
0: based on your last 100 rides so you know so what? It it's probably, those 22. It's probably, <laughs> well, it's probably those jackass uh, riders who just score you low and then just hit whatever it is on the first thing right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look at your last, last comment, <laughs> service flag. Uh, hold on. Okay. I got to go back up and look.
1: My service flag back months ago was mainly because I used to keep the windows locked.
0: Oh. That's a service flag? The a service flag. Well, I don't want people going up. You know, there, uh, there is. You could actually. There's a video that I had posted on my other channel, uh, and it was a it's dashcam video where there was a couple that got in my car, and the guy was drunk and she was fed up with him, and it was like if they're in a relationship and this is like their normal relationship, they should really get out of it because it was that bad, but the guy was acting so insanely ridiculous. He started trying to lower and, and raise the windows on my car. And I'm like, I'm not having that. So I just locked the thing. And he's like, Oh, look at that. We got in trouble. He locked the car. And the girl was like so pissed off at him. It's it, uh, like he was acting like a child. That's why you fucking put the child lock on. Yeah, what an idiot. Exactly. What a exactly. goddamn idiot, bro. Look at this shit. I have no, I want the you know, I, I want the windows down. It's it's nice out. I'm gonna enjoy some fresh air. Where well example. I can? <laughs> <laughs> no, I I honestly, this
1: is this is all like new shit. So people, you know, don't call yourselves independent contractors. Big brother is watching twenty four mm-hmm. hours a day. So yep. there you go. There's and it your will right here.
0: and it will absolutely impact the algorithm no
1: bro the independence my ass what kind of independence is this look at this this looks like a math problem with the you know with, with the goals and you and this and that bro come i'm just driving point a to b give me my money shut up well
0: anyway yeah but not not only they're t- they're taking like a few things and mixing it in together so it's like yeah. oh, hey, you want to have that at a hundred percent no i don't really care if it's a hundred percent i don't care if i hit gold or not on lyft because you don't offer me anything that i want to actually hit gold for so anyway or yeah this any is, the, like every every one of these like rewards to me i don't give a freaking shit about it i really don't i don't either i don't either but my thing is you know now
1: honestly you know i i, I thought about this i mean i put at least five minutes of thought into this before i put this up as a subject because huh. we had the you know we had the ic versus employee debate right mm-hmm. if this is not treating me like an employee i don't know what is
0: Oh 100%. It's I mean, it's that guiding hand again. Yeah. You know, the control that's know, right? over you. And oh, then they're they're, right? they're it's you know, we talked about this uh, what 2 months ago with the gamification of Uber and Lyft, like that's exactly what that is. They're putting it into this game where they're making it look like this graph that you can fill it up to 100%. You got to do it so you can hit gold at 80% okay. um, and don't get deactivated for whatever. But then you know, this This is something I hope the FTC looks into when they're doing their investigations. Like, does do these score systems truly impact you? Because if they do and they say, hey, look, you can't do something like that, then hopefully maybe that those scoring systems can actually change. But, you know, how far are they going to actually go into it? But
1: if you if you're going to put four service flags there as warnings, you should tell me what I did wrong. <laughs>
3: oh, <yeah. laughs> you know I'm, sure.
1: I'm like, OK, yeah. I go like, hey, man. It's like, whatever. So, and then there was the, okay, Norma, I love you too. I don't know. I I think, yeah, okay. We have to have Norma on the ladies panel. I see doesn't mean you can do whatever you want. Okay, Norma, if you have this in your app, doesn't this treat you like an employee with all these guidelines that you have to follow? But if you go below an 80%, you may get deactivated, all that good stuff, man. Come on, man. Look at, look at, look at, what's my call? Look at Ubers. Ubers goes like, whoa, we have all these things we're watching, you know you cannot opt out you cannot turn it off but like what's going on here man so anyway Mm
0: -hmm. yeah Yeah, i I don't know yeah it's one of those things that you know not on the the activations too yeah like how how do you know so like and then the other thing is it says it's based off of the last 100 rides so does it really come off after 100 rides if you get greater than six or does it just knock you out of uh you know, being in good standing for gold. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, well, what we, what is it really gonna come down to? Uh, well, so, I, I can well. see it's just the the grooming process of getting it into there.
1: Yeah. Hopefully, where um, I get deactivated, they give me another guarantee.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my list score says I don't mount my phone sixty percent of the time.
1: There is that true? Though?
0: Now, do you have? Do, are, do you mount the phone? Yes or no? Because that's yes. the other. Like, if you yes. mount. Some yes. of the, some of these mounts, like my, mine is, uh, I have a mount that goes right into the, uh, um, into the vent. Yeah. And if the way it's held right now, it's actually held in pretty sturdy, but if it was angled just a little bit different, it okay. would make it seem like it's out because it would be mo- so much more wiggly. It's That's just the service, way I was able that to that actually service get flag? it.
1: That's a service flag?
0: Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm I, assuming you're supposed I, to have a phone
1: holder. Whatever. Hey, anyway, <laughs> so, um, yeah, send me a couple more of those guarantees before you
0: deactivate me. Okay, there you go. <laughs> yeah, here you go. <laughs> all right, <laughs> yeah. before we move on, we got 63 likes and 100 people watching. Smash that like Bullshit, button, everybody. Usual, so, man. smash yeah. it.
1: Yeah, at um, least, let's get us to 100 at least. Let's go.
0: Yeah, all um, right. So, let's let's move on to the next thing, and that is you know, we talked about stay within area, which is lifts by far more superior area preference when it comes to uber versus lyft on no, area doubt. Preference. no doubt um uber what are you doing you're getting worse and worse i mean like if, if lyft continues this uh improvement you know they might be the app of choice <laughs> for drivers choice. but if if uh, uh you know uber we're still trying to give you a fighting chance but this is surely not going to help you here um
1: uber takedown bro here it comes you know you know you know, this yeah. willy-nilly declining trips, you know? Because I know from myself uh, uh, <coughs> the acceptance rates in the country are collapsing.
2: <laughs> I'm not
1: laughing. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean, it's not funny. For passengers, of course, they're waiting a lot longer. So, um, well, guess what? Linda, Uber started, Uber started sure. taking stuff back. Thank you, Linda. Uber started taking stuff back. You know, the area preference, which originally I liked until I saw lifts and tested lifts, Lyft. lifts is like by far superior. Yeah. But let's say area preference, oh, by the way, the lifts area filter doesn't have a timer on it, it doesn't expire. <laughs> you could be on it for like uh, hours. I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. amazing. So, so we had this thing, you know, Uber came up with area preference, which I absolutely loved. Okay. Because to me today, I don't want to drive more than ten miles of my base, so hit my area preference and stay there. Although theirs is their area preference setup is a lot different than Lyft. On Lyft, you can adjust the area with that little you know slider that you have from five miles to thirty miles. Now I don't know who would put it at thirty miles, but let's say somebody <laughs> does. However, on Uber's, LA County is split into like six huge pieces. Okay. But only one of them, which includes downtown L.A., a little bit, you know, manageable area preference. So when I get there, if it's surging in the morning, I'll click it, and then I'll just work in that area. Well, guess what, people? You will not have area preference unless you're platinum or diamond. So if you're blue or gold, and the reason you're blue or gold, by the way, because you could have been platinum three weeks ago or three weeks ago until upfront destination and prices showed up. Mm -hmm. because right now your acceptance rate is absolutely collapsing it's like a in a tailspin (laughs) (laughs) you
0: know that's that should be like their number one thing to say why is acceptance rates from people who are accepting everything now going down Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) i wonder it doesn't i mean dk said it when you talked to harry if if we're not pricing rides correctly uh we want Look, I'm right there. I agree 100% with DK on that. Yeah. I want my acceptance rate to be 100%. Also, yes. I want it to be there. Yes. Stop giving me crappy rides that aren't paying anything. Do you know? Otherwise, do you know, I'm going to deny it, deny it.
1: Do you know what the Seattle average uh, acceptance rate is? Seattle city acceptance rates? I have those numbers.
0: I am going to say it's probably about 90 to 94%, somewhere in that range. You hit the nail on the head. It's 92%. I'm good. And we yeah. didn't, you didn't tell me that until just now.
1: No, <laughs> I did not. No, no, no. Yeah. Because you know right. what? You put one-on-one one together at $1. buck 50 a mile, 62, 65 cents a minute. Why would I decline <laughs> <too>? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> right? Okay. So now I have checked, I've did all my channel checks because I'm prepping this report for this hedge fund. I, I'm telling you acceptance rate are, you, you <laughs> know how that airplane like is doing the spiral and crashing into earth, <laughs> every diamond, every platinum driver, has collapsed into gold and blue <laughs> because these trash trips that they're sending on Uber X, it's just not worth it, right? So now Uber goes, oh, wait a minute. Now that we have everybody out of diamond and platinum, well, we're going to tell them area preference. That's something drivers, I, they really loved, really, really liked. Well, it's only to platinum and diamond drivers. No more. If you're blue or gold, it says, If by the way, the, the, this came out like two week ago in my app and if it says if you're blue or gold status by the end of the current uber pro qualifying period do you know where the current uber pro qualifying period ends chris
0: uh october 31st
1: exactly so we have you you people have about a week to go through hell week and accept every garbage ping so you can get yourself up there
0: nope um i don't need area preference (laughs) you know because i see where the pickup and drop off is so i don't want to go to that location No,
1: good this is good you know why it's good because seriously i know you can do that cherry pick all you want whatever but you know we did this last week they're logging you out bro oh i know right yeah yeah so i got that shit going on so anyway look guess what next week we're going to talk about this so i'm going to save the surprise i am one of those two not blue or gold first time in my life ever I am one of those two. Top two. What? <laughs> yeah. I'm for mica, baby. You know, when you need to sometimes you need to for mica. Okay. Oh, so wow. there was one question I gotta go. Sergio, if you're on Uber, who would you rather give a ride to someone who accepts 90% of rides or someone who accepts 30% of rides? Norma, I don't I think you're in Florida. I've been driving in LA for the last seven years. I have never, ever, ever been above blue. And I make at least 50 to 80% the average driver does. So I do not buy that Kool-Aid, do not drink that Kool-Aid. Uber, Aldos, do not send you better trips because you're at 90%. They never did. It's, it's all about supply and demand and positioning yourself. If they are sending a delivery, food delivery trip to a low acceptance rated driver, it's because they're needed. And I guarantee you in share, you cannot there the demand is so high norma that you cannot just only send your best chips to 90 percentile uh, not, for mica No a word okay there you go norma <laughs> so uh yeah, yeah but guess what i am one of those top two chris
0: wow congratulations how, I'll, how? I'll, I'll, uh, I, uh, well we can get into that in a second but the one thing that i want to take note at this it says area preference as an uber pro reward hi sergio my favorite thing is this next thing. Good news! It's going it? to become a reward, even though we gave it to you beforehand. Yeah, yeah. not having a reward.
1: Norma, ninety-five percent acceptance oh, okay. rate and a two percent cancellation rate. I'm sorry, Norma. Great job. You're you, you love Uber and you take every trip that they offer you because they're all profitable. I am. Look, I have another good friend in down in South Carolina, Jeff. Who does exactly what you do? Pretty much accepts everything, right? And doesn't cancel. Look, you may be looking at this gig as uh, public service. I'm sorry, but I don't agree with you. However, as adults, we agree to disagree. I think, I don't think you get better tips than a 30% cherry picker, my opinion. You cannot prove it. I, I, you know, earnings will prove it. So to me, wonderful job. I hope that diamond got you. what a, actually, you know what? Stay diamond, by the way, because you remember what uh, DK said. There is a cash, cash, cash rewards coming for platinum and diamond drivers. Remember?
0: Yeah, that's yep. that's yep. supposed to be coming this month, November first. That's or, why or I November became 1st, next week. So I'm up there. Oh, we got a, a shout out to Ryan here. Started driving three months ago. Uh, helped uh, the RSG helped guide. Uh, and made you aware how to make the most money possible, Lyft, Uber, driving. Uh, thanks for what we do. Or thanks for what we do. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> Thank
1: you, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. Okay. Okay. Norma. Norma, you cannot hog the stream. Okay. Hold on a second. No, I'm retired at 55. No mortgage. No young kids. Okay, fine. 19 an hour before expenses. Come on, Norma. You do. You're better than that. <laughs> Come down to LA. Let me teach you how to make 50 bucks an hour. <laughs> anyway,
0: hey, I'm you know what? Norma,
1: I'm kidding. Hey, I'm kidding, hey. Norma.
0: Hey, well some people might like to go out and make the money. Some people uh, might like to go out and, and just just enjoy the time out um and don't really necessarily worry about the money. Um so I'd everybody's money. why everybody's reason is going to be different. Um, uh, so hey, if, if you're out if you're enjoying, that's what matters. Um you know, could you make more money? Yeah, you could. Uh but okay. if you want to? It's I mean it's up to you. So Hey, hey,
1: hey, people, stay stay gentle and respectful to each other. Norma does what she does because she is retired and she, en- she enjoys driving people around. And so be respectful. All right, next one.
0: All right, well, we kind of touched on uh, Upfront Fairs the last several weeks because there's uh, quite hey. a few things going on with it. So uh, uh, we room. want to uh, make you aware of a few other things uh, when it comes to Upfront Fairs. So you'd be on the lookout. You watch out for them. Uh, yes. Please
1: do. So, you know, our friend Tony that we should have again in a month or two, right? You know, Tony here in LA. That was like such a fun show, right? Yeah. Okay. So, so the other day, he goes, "Uh, I got this trip. And I'm going like, okay, there's absolutely not a goddamn thing wrong with that trip. (laughs) (laughs) 54 bucks, 11 miles, obviously morning rush hour, you can tell 8.08 a.m., You know, LA traffic is horrible, but I go, if it came in at 53, 54, 11 miles and 51 minutes to LAX, which most likely you're going to grab a trip, going out of there, going back to where you are with upfront destination. Now I'm like, no brainer all day long, 54 bucks an hour, bro. Come on now. He goes, yeah, but I don't know why they paid me so much. See, these drivers are always complaining about something. (laughs) They don't get paid enough. Much, like why? Why I'm good Why am I making so much money? <laughs> I'm going like, I'm gonna kill myself, man. You know all these comments, all the videos we do, 20,000 views. People comment right and left. They they make money. They complain. They don't make money. They complain. I'm going like, what's going on in this world? So anyway, so um, so he goes, uh, how's this possible, Serge? I go well upfront. Fairs that they liked you. Okay, they paid you 54 bucks for 11 miles, which is like, what is that, man? That's like five bucks a mile, pure profit and 51 okay. minutes of your life, 52 minutes of your life with a potential, very lucrative trip coming out of LAX, if it was surging. So I'm going like, okay, I go, you do probably realize that they charged <laughs> the poor soul over hundred bucks. This is, this is our conversation. So. Mm-hmm. Because you know, I did the statement article now coming out next week. You know, you know they took the passenger receipts away now. You cannot look Mm. at it on your app right after the trip ends.
0: Yeah,
1: you have to dig into into the (laughs) you have to dig into the website. Yep. Yeah. So so, and then they called it more transparent. I go like, all right, (laughs) Uh, okay, whatever. Just like good
0: news with the uh, area preference now becoming a benefit. Yeah. Or pro reward. yeah. Oh yeah.
1: yeah. You know. Uh, you know, piece by piece, these things are all going to go. You know, my over-under is going to be correct. We had the conversation, remember? I go, my over-under is three months for Uber to take away this upfront destination shit because, <laughs> because people are just absolutely de- declining requests. Like <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so he go, I go, that's wonderful. Why are you complaining? He goes, no, I'm not complaining. But now that you said, you know, they probably charge a passenger, you know, he goes, they didn't probably charge him that much. It's like, I go, believe me, they probably did. Because Uber Algo usually... Is really reasonably fair. They probably charge this guy over 100 bucks, so they gave you about half the fare. Mm-hmm. He goes, I'm gonna go on my app, check it. If you're right on this, I'm never gonna argue with you again. Well, guess what? <laughs> guess what? Guess what? Guess what they charge the packs? 102.52. <laughs> oh.
0: Damn, that's for a 10 mile hour ride.
1: Yeah, Woo. you know, you know what the cab rates Woo. are in LA, Chris. You know what the cab rates are in LA? Well, uh
0: 350 a mile, 275 a mile.
1: Okay? This guy paid 10 bucks a mile. <laughs> 102 divided by 11 miles. <laughs> I'm going well,
0: like, do they do I mean, do they don't they do time too for cab rates? So well, uh, you got 275 a mile, but yeah, what's 275
1: 275 and 60 cents uh every fifth of a mile. So in a cab, in a cab, this chip probably would have been not more than
0: sixty with tip. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so much well, for your but, convenience. But if you look, it's because of that surge. So he made six dollars and twenty five cents on the surge. Oh yeah, surge. but the passenger got charged probably fifty bucks on that surge. Right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> so,
1: and this is the new receipt. Receipt, by the way. So Uber only made thirty eight bucks. Okay. Oh. Yeah, there you go, while we're at it. Okay, airport fee goes out of passengers. You know, It goes to Uber and directly to LAX. You guys mm-hmm. see this California driver benefits thing? That's Prop 22, people, that yep. nobody gets to seize a dime of that anywhere. I don't even know who runs the accounting, but we'll have big news coming on that one. This is the new breakdown. Chris, do you see where it says? Commercial auto insurance. Yep. So Uber's, Uber bought commercial auto insurance for those 11 miles and 52 minutes worth $5.55. You believe that five dollars and fifty-five cents?
0: I mean, if you're adding the payment card fee in there and stuff, uh, and then what are okay. the other expenses? You know, I mean, yeah. I, I'm yeah. going to take it with a grain of salt. Okay. Uh, all right. I mean, I, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. That's that. I'll give. It, that's about all I can say there. Yeah. Okay.
1: By the way, look at the right. middle screenshot, Chris. Do you see the middle screenshot? Okay. The on the way bottom. You know where it says Uber X Priority. See that 350 they charged the poor uh um I mean they paid the uh, Tony um yeah. the 350. So when you are an idiot passenger <laughs> and you click I want priority pickup that's when the $40 surge came in on their end. They go, "Oh sucker, you pay 102." <laughs> now, in this case, let me tell you this. This is wonderful. This is Win for the driver, win for the passenger, win for Uber. Why can't life be like this all day hold on, long? Hold
0: on, hold on, time out. How is this a win for the passenger?
1: Well, he paid he paid it, didn't bitch it, didn't 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 complain. He paid it. He thought he thought his convenience factor was worth 102 bucks.
0: Okay. FYI. This is Uber
1: X, by the way. <laughs> this is not like uh, Select or <laughs> Lux or whatever. Yeah, there it's just that,
0: that UberX. Uh, but it's priority. UberX
1: priority, UberX priority,
0: priority. You get rid. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. So it's, in other words, uh, we're we're gonna try to get you the uh, uh, somebody who's like two minutes faster. But yeah, you usually, don't it, usually
1: it usually is not. So <laughs> <laughs> so so um, um, so you have to do in LA ten of these a day. There's your 500 bucks. There you go. 50 bucks an hour. <laughs> there
0: you go.
1: Anyway, do you guys right, in LA get more than 20 surge? Yeah, we get bro. Halloween is coming in 40, $50. Surge Halloween,
0: Halloween's big. Yep. Big this week. That'll this be, year is going to be huge. This huge. weekend drivers out there. This weekend is going to be a big weekend. There's a lot you know, of parties going on. Yep. There's a lot of things happening. There's yeah. going to be a lot of demand for rides and food delivery. So position, yeah. uh, plan, and uh what was the other p i can't think of a- a come,
1: on, come on man <laughs> patience, patience, patience patience yeah
0: no you don't even need pay- patience at that time you're just you're just gonna go- continue going yeah but you need to pick the ones that are the best for you yeah. so um so yeah halloween
1: weekend people okay because we, our show is going to be on tuesday i'm going to drive on halloween at least 15 hours if i don't make 750 bucks i'm a jackass <laughs> now the other thing is um, why is Halloween going to be great this year? It's on a Monday, it's on a work day, so people are going to make an excuse of working, you know, partying Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night. You know mm-hmm. I mean? So it's going to be bleeding in LA, baby. There we go, yeah, all you over. You know, not really well. I'm disappointed.
0: What's so, up? this one, on the other hand, <laughs> okay. well, this, this is what to watch out for like Uber, the, the first one you know that's what you want to look for in a ride i mean they're not always going to be like that let's be real you need to know what your where you want to accept it versus where you don't want to accept
1: no but there are a lot of hands down win
0: but these are some things you got to watch out for when it comes to these
1: upfront earnings yeah 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 okay so this was sent to me again by a driver so i get like so many good ones now chris that i have to actually like pick and choose now because so this guy (laughs) says short trip I accepted the trip. You know, what do I say always on the show, people? I say, take screenshots. Okay, please. And a lot of them go, well, it's six seconds, and, you know, I don't have the time. I'm like, well, if you don't have the time, you can argue about this. He got his money back. Um, so the pink screen, as you guys see, comes in. Buck 25 surge, 494 rated passengers. Um, uh Three minutes, eight miles away. I don't know what that is. Okay. But then he, you know, on the bottom right hand corner, there is three dots on the Uber app for everybody. When you click on the three dots on your way to the passenger, you will see the background screen with the guy's name and the surge amount that's attached to it. Well, guess what Uber did? Uber goes, Oh, buck 25, way too much. We're gonna lower it to 16 cents.
3: I go, hmm. like,
1: I go like, huh? <laughs> so if you accept a trip and front screenshot says buck 25 and the back screenshot sometimes will say none because then uber will come into you and says well where the passenger was at that time was not surging that's why we take that into consideration and don't pay you i go f you i have a screenshot pay me my buck 25. not a big Mm -hmm. deal but if they lowered from this poor guy to 16 cents i mean that's that's a joke what is that at least you should give him a quarter
0: (laughs) i've never seen anything under a dollar yeah, there you go buddy right there i've never seen anything under a dollar though well you know so i i don't have any idea what that's all about but wow yeah i mean well, this, i have the fair page is... i have the fair page norma
1: these are all confirmed i don't put anything up without you know without confirming this stuff so you have to give me you have to trust me on this i know you're new here but you have to trust me on this so what else we got buddy but that yeah. that uh, you know that la passenger 102 bucks for a 10 mile trip 10 bucks a mile baby that's Man. nice. That's,
3: That's nice right, right there. <laughs> I mean, look,
1: Tony killed it. 50, 54 bucks for an hour? Uh-huh. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. 10 miles? How much gas did he burn in 10 miles?
0: Oh, not half a lot. Half a, half a not, enough. Of a not, not enough to be a problem. <laughs> not enough to be a problem for 54 bucks. That was yeah. wonderful.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I mean, it, let's be real. If it took uh, uh, almost an hour, you know, you're going to have the gas of of idling and all that. So... You probably yeah. ran maybe a gallon. Yeah, traffic uh, is horrible. That, so,
1: Sergio, they're screwing with you in California. Not really, bro. Not too many people screwing. But Tony is right. Yeah, if I see that, guess what's happening? Ding, cancel. You know, I ain't picking you
0: up for no search.
1: All right, mm-hmm. do we have anything
0: else? No, that's that's it. That so we're it? we're gonna do a little wrap up. First off, thank you everybody yeah. for watching again. anybody who's watching, and you know if when we do this live Tuesdays. Uh, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. If you can't watch, we always have the rerun on um, available on YouTube. But not only that, we also have an audio version of the podcast. So if you're out driving or anything like that, you want to listen to it. All major podcasts and platforms have uh, Show Me the Money Club. All you do is just search Show Me the Money Club or even go to rideshareguide.com slash Show Me the Money Club. Not only that, we've got how many people right now? 100 people, Uh over 100 people watching. Smash that like button, guys. Smash it. Yeah, um, exactly.
1: I mean, it's just yeah. a click, man. Come on, man. We're not asking yeah. for anything. We're putting smash all this dog like and button. pony show for nothing.
0: Don't, I mean, don't smash the like button for, for Sergio and myself. Don't smash yeah. it for us. Smash it for the amazing info that we got earlier today, especially when it deals with yeah. you know deactivations, unjust deactivations, when it comes to background check deactivation problems uh, or false uh, problems with the background checks with uh, Larry Smith. Again, his information uh, is going to be in the description. So check that out in case you need that. Then also, you know accident uh, or um, you know injury or anything from an accident while on uh, you know rideshare or food delivery or package, you know, legal rideshare with Brian um, Greening. So thank you very much for them coming on. We have great information. Um, that one uh, screenshot too that uh, Brian sent us, like things that you should do uh, in the event of an accident. We're gonna make that available on the YouTube community post. So that's something that, uh, you know, when when that goes on the community post, uh, snapshot that, snapshot that. Have that in the back of your uh, phone just in case something happens, you have that. So you can check that checklist off um, or something like that. So um, uh, yeah, the the extra side hustle, we we hit two hours already. Um, So we don't have the side hustle today. Uh, we next will week. be having a side hustle uh, next week, though. Next uh, week for so... sure. <laughs> just giving us um,
1: the other. You know, the other thing is, I have. You know, I think we can just make a little a little teaser. Okay, people. Next week, we have the CEO of Para on our show. Guess where this guy worked for a year and a half, and he was a superstar at, and he set up all their Vegas operations. Starts with a U. <laughs> Uber. Uh,
3: I think- oh, I was going to say something else.
1: Yeah, no, Uber, right? So he's he's has a new app called Para, which he's in a life and death battle with Uber and Lyft because and Uber eats and DoorDash. They're trying to shut him down, just like driver helpful apps came and went because these companies don't want all the information released to the driver, right? Especially on the delivery side. Hiding tips and all that kind of shady shit that they pull. So yeah, rodeo too. Yes, yes, Tony. Rodeo too. They, um Steve. Steve will be on as well. But he's like the prop, the guy, the the gift is the <laughs> Steve's watching this. There you go. Um, no, no, Steve. You're not a prop. You're a handsome gentleman. So <laughs> oh,
0: I you know, a special shout out to to Gary and uh and Steve, because I was in their live the other day. Uh and they're, they're doing like this this twenty five dollar giveaway and I won it so thanks, no guys. way yeah no way god damn shit so and, and then then their, their uh their show coming up in a couple of weeks uh, they're doing a hundred dollar giveaway for for it so I just had to sp- say special shout out to them uh, with with their show so thanks <laughs> got the lottery bro there you go yeah that that lottery. was part of my gas money coming back from Vermont last week there the you other, go well technically oh, yeah. the
1: other day. So I'm trying to find out if David still has an NDA with Uber. You know, that's non-disclosure agreement because he quit, I think, like four years ago Mm -hmm. or five years ago, maybe. If he doesn't have an NDA, huh? He usually run out after a certain time frame. Yeah. I'm trying to find out because imagine what kind of juicy questions we can ask David about Uber. (laughs) All right, so that should be a good one, and uh, I don't even know what we have after that, but one at a time, right? Well,
0: we have, well that, but we're also planning a women's town hall yes. uh, coming up, which will be really interesting as well, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we've got quite a few things, uh, okay. you know, that we have coming up. Uh, we got to have Norma on the on.
1: female town hall. Norma Stitz, I got her name. we got to have you on the women's panel, Norma. Right, uh, Driven Dad, which is Tony in Denver, uh, Lisa is doing the wonderful job with uh, getting the ladies' voices out, okay? And in Mm -hmm. fact, we put it on our community page, their latest episode of of the panel that she ran, right? So, yeah, yeah, I think it's a wonderful, wonderful idea to get, because women are about 50% of the industry, so, and Norma. And Roxy, these two from
0: RSG are gonna be
1: on that panel, Lisa. Okay.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, let's right. get it going and then we'll uh, figure it out. But yeah, we got some great shows coming up for you. So smash that like button. Uh, also, subscribe if you're not. I mean, if you're watching this, you should be already subscribed because we got a lot of great content. Not only, you know, this Show Me the Money Club, uh, but also our normal videos with all of our great contributors, yes. uh, you know, covering not just rideshare, but food delivery and, you know, package courier and all these different apps that are popping up and coming to. Uh, so make sure you subscribe and ring the bell for notifications. All right. With that being said, smash that like button. Oh, All right. 89 likes. Keep it going. Keep it going. <laughs> all right, guys. We'll see you next all week. All right. See you guys next week.